does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is the legendary Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. 30 years on the air. We've got an hour left in tonight's show. Going to have a lot of fun. We're going to talk about the University of Indianapolis Greyhounds and high school football. Paul Condry will join us and wrap that up from last night. Look ahead to Friday's sectionals. Lots going on in college football. The man who has all of that information, the star of our show, Network Indiana, is Eddie Garrison. Thank you, Coach Level. One hour to go, and it has gone final from South Bend. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish pull off the upsets in terms of the college football rankings, although Vegas had the Fighting Irish as a three-point favorite, and they cover 48-20 final score. Notre Dame with the win. They're now 6-2. and two. Sam Hartman did not have to do much offensively because – the defense and special teams unit for Notre Dame was at full strength and full capacity tonight. USC was able to get 302 yards of offense, but they forced Caleb Williams to throw three interceptions, and they had a defensive scoop and score late with a turnover. They forced five in total and a couple of turnover on downs as well. So in all told, seven total turnovers forced by that Notre Dame defense. Those three interceptions for Caleb Williams turned into 21 points. Notre Dame was able to capitalize because every time they forced a turnover in the variety of an interception they were set up beautifully on short fields within 15 yards of usc's end zone audrick estimate 22 carries 95 yards and two rushing scores chris tyree had one of the two touchdown receptions he had 62 yards in total with 42 of those coming on or 46 coming on the touchdown reception notre dame big win for them and marcus freeman they're now three and one at home six and two overall in the season they will welcome pitt to Notre Dame Stadium a week from today. 3.30 Eastern kick. That will be on NBC. The Indiana Hoosiers, they were on the road to Michigan in the big house taking on the second-ranked Wolverines and did not go Indiana's way in quarters two, three, and four. They were leading 7 nothing after the first quarter, but 52 unanswered from Michigan. J.J. McCarthy started 0 for 2 in terms of passing. He finishes 14 of 17, three passing touchdowns, 222 yards passing. On the other side of the ledger for Indiana, the quarterback struggled. Brendan Sorsby and Taven Jackson both got run. They combined to go 13 of 28 for 96 yards. Here's head coach Tom Allen on how the team decided on using both quarterbacks and overall what he took away from their performances. Just trying to find the best combination. You know, we've got to obviously made some changes in our offense and who's, who's running it. Uh, I thought we did some good things in regards to changing tempos up and, and uh, trying to do some things there offensively, but just didn't sustain them. Uh, but at the same time, we got to find, you know, who's going to be that person. You know, I just feel like that uh, for us to be where we need to be to finish out the last half of our season, uh, it's going to be important we get that 
the guy there that's going to protect the football and run the offense at the highest level possible. So, obviously making some changes, and that was part of our evaluation process. Last year, Dexter Williams was the main quarterback for the Hoosiers that got them a win on the road in Michigan State in overtime. If you recall, he was questionable for today's matchup. It'll be interesting to see if he, Taven Jackson, or Brendan Soresby look at the start next week as it's homecoming week for IU against Rutgers. Purdue, they fell to Ohio State without Travion Henderson and Mian Williams. They're two running backs for Ohio State and one of their top pass catchers in Emeka Abuka, who's going to be a first-round selection. That did not stop Ohio State from putting up 41 points on the Boilers. 41-7 was the final score. Ryan Walters on what the Purdue Boilermakers plan to do on their upcoming bye week. We'll use this this week to rest up, uh, to hit the ground um, recruiting as a, as a staff, uh, to try to you know get some extra practices in and, and get young guys and, and guys that haven't done a whole lot of playing, uh, some good work and, and reps throughout the week. And then we'll, uh, we'll add some uh, Nebraska prep toward the end of the week and, and get a, a good Sunday practice um, heading into the, the game week and, and trying to go get a win in, in Lincoln. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everyone. Notre Dame having uh, their way with Southern Cal. Irish 101's Dr. Lynn Clark joins me. Lynn, great effort tonight by the Irish. Turnovers will be the storyline in this Turnover is the storyline in this 94th meeting in the glamour game between Notre Dame and USC. 48-20, the final score. Xavier Watts with the career knock, two interceptions, a fumble recovery for a touchdown, and then he caught the Hey, hey, Lynn, I, th- I think we've lost you, uh, unfortunately. Uh, Lynn, I, we're having this connection's not really working. I'll, I'm going to let you go to the press conference, and then if okay. you can, give us a call. That we'll catch you later on. All right. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Greg Rakestraw, voice of the Indy 11, joins me. Three-three draw with San Antonio in the regular season finale. Greg, thanks for the call. Wrapped it up. Now we're getting ready for playoffs. Correct. And so tonight uh, was simply for seeding for the Indy 11, the way the other results had worked. Uh, if they had won tonight and hung on to a lead, they would have been the fifth seed and played in Memphis. Uh, with the draw, they will be the sixth seed and play in Charleston. Either way, on, they're on the road. And frankly, I think the way Indy's playing, they feel good about whomever they are playing right now. Um, they were leading when, unfortunately, had a player pick up a red card in Solomon Asante and playing a man down. They finally kind of gave up that, that lead late. San Antonio is the defending league champs and a really explosive team. So this is one you kind of quickly put behind you. You don't think much right, about it. Right. All the focus now is on Charleston and a playoff match, A, for the first time in four years for the Indy 11, and one that will take place next Sunday afternoon at 4 in the low country of South Carolina. Outstanding. That's a pretty good year now. I mean, there's still uh, soccer to be played, but they have to be really thrilled with how this is going. Yeah, and obviously the first goal this year after missing the playoffs in, in 2020, 2021, and 2022 was simply make the playoffs. They have done that. There is the feeling that there is more than just make the, 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 the playoffs talent that is on right. this team. Um, there is, is really good parity. I would say especially at at least the top six spots and maybe down to seven to Birmingham behind the Indy 11. Um, and, and obviously it's going to be tougher being on the road in one sense, but frankly, the Indy 11 played 17 times on the road this season and won eight of them. 
Uh, wow. They frankly pulled more points from road matches than they did home. So I don't right. think they're scared about, about having to go on the road. It's a Charleston team that's, that's the three seed in the East, the one that Indy beat 4-0 mm-hmm. in Charleston when they played back on Friday night, June 1st. So, again, it will not be easy. Charleston's really well coached by Ben Pierman. But uh, I, I think Indy feels if they can play their game, they can hang with anybody in this league. All right, you got six minutes to talk about the Colts. Colts, Jacksonville, <laughs> tomorrow. So um, I think um, I think it's a great game, and it's a great opportunity for the uh, the Colts to continue what they're doing right now. I'm not caught up in all the things that they haven't won down there and forever. I don't care. I just think this is a, a great game, great challenge for them as they continue to grow and become a good football team. It is a great challenge for him because Jacksonville's a good football team. And Jacksonville yeah. played like that in week one and, frankly, didn't play like that the last couple of weeks. But uh, a trip to London has done the Jaguars well uh, with back-to-back victories, including a really impressive one against Buffalo last week. So, you know, this game is now for first place in the AFC South. And if Jacksonville wins it, it's doubly important because not only are they a game up on the Colts, they're on the tiebreaker over the Colts because Indy and Jacksonville are done with playing each other after week six of what is an 18-week season. So uh, Gardner Minshew obviously gets to start with Anthony Richardson being out at least the next four weeks. And while that is disappointing for Richardson's development, frankly, Minshew has been so good, there is still a wonderful sense of optimism about this football team. I I think it makes the Colts a little easier to defend, to be honest with you, uh, having Gardner in there instead of Richardson. Uh, and And we'll see what having a full week to prepare for Minshew as the quarterback uh, does for Jacksonville, one that obviously the folks in Jacksonville know him well. That was, you know, a, a whole different roster and, right. and a whole different right. kind of regime ago, even though Gardner was there in 2019 and 2020. So I think this is going to be a, a, a close, toughy, a tough, kind of scrappy game, uh, what you'd expect uh, between a couple of division rivals. But I do think it's one that if the Colts play well, they will give themselves a chance to end that losing streak to the Jaguars, mm-hmm. which in North Florida dates back to 2015. He's Greg Rakestraw. He's the best at what he does. We're glad that he's part of our show. Have a great night, Greg. Have fun tomorrow. Thanks so much for the call. You got it, Coach. Paul Condry coming up next to talk about high school football. Scoreboard update coming up with Eddie Garrison. This is Network Indiana's. Indiana. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Sports talk. As you just heard with Greg Rakestraw, Colts in Jacksonville tomorrow afternoon, 1 o'clock kick Eastern time on CBS. They will be without Anthony Richardson, who was placed on injured reserve with an AC joint sprain in his right shoulder. His return is unknown in terms of how long he will be out. What we do know, though, is Jonathan Taylor's workload could be 
moving up. They're ramping him up more this week is what Shane Steichen said, and they'll have him and Zach Moss together in the backfield, who Zach Moss is top five in the NFL in rushing right now. Here's the head coach of the Colts talking about having two great running backs. It's huge. you got two really good backs. Obviously, Zach's running at a high level and getting JT back with his explosive ability uh, to use both those guys in the backfield will be good. Um, and then, obviously, the offensive line, the way they're playing right now, they're gelling. Um, obviously, we're going into week six, but we got to keep getting Continue gelling uh, and keep playing together. Defensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts is Gus Bradley. He has experience in Jacksonville. He used to coach down there. They'll have their hands full on Sunday against Trevor Lawrence. He says the key for their offense with Doug Peterson is how quickly they're getting the ball out of Lawrence's hands. Jacksonville does a great job of that. You know, and you, I think you always try to game plan. You're, you're finding ways to affect the quarterback. At times, you know, we're looking to at least make him hitch where he can't go to his first option. If we can take that away and he can hitch, and then we, you know, talk to our D-line. If we can get him to hitch on the back end, then we need to find a way to get home. Indianapolis has not won in Jacksonville since 2014. Who was quarterbacked by Andrew Luck. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org, their website. Week nine of high school football last night. We got a little bit of rain, you know, some inclement weather, so to speak. Conditions weren't fantastic, but we've got that uh, completed. We now turn our attention to next week with the beginning of the sectionals. We always do this on Friday night. We recap the night that was Saturday night, excuse me. Paul Condry, founder of the Regional Radio Sports Network, publisher of the Indiana Football Digest, member of the Indiana Football Hall of Fame, member of the Indiana Sports Writers and Sportscasters Hall of Fame, and incredibly important member of Indiana Sports Talk and the best friend the state has with regard to football. Paul, rainy night, kind of a not-so-good night, but... uh, Great night, nonetheless, as we unbelievably wrap up the regular season high school football. Yeah, it really was, Coach. And, you know, we've been really kind of blessed for the most part because, knock on wood, we've had, uh, honestly, nine really good weeks of right. high school football weather. I mean, you know, what the heck's the rain? It's not like, it, you know, lightning and thunder and, uh, you know, sheets of, uh, of ice coming down. I mean, so it was, a, you know, you got to be a tough cookie to be able to play in this game in these type of situations. So this is kind of what these kids are used to. But what's so unique is about it is that when they start the season, you know, it's 100 degrees, and next thing you know, you're going to finish the season. You know, it's going to be, uh, you know, below zero. Those <laughs> things are kind of crazy when you think about the big picture. And that's what's so awesome about the state finals is that, you know, for those teams that are fortunate to be alive, they're going to be playing in perfect uh, weather conditions inside Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah, it was a good night. I think when it was all said and done, we, you know, we, we've closed out the regular season. And, you know, it's kind of look at the big pictures kind of stuff uh, last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, only 12 ranked teams lost games last night. So the pollsters are getting it right. The IFCA uh, coaches who are voting on the particulars. We had three teams, Hamilton, Southeastern, Cathedral, and Carmel losing in 6A. Uh, In 5A, the lone loss was Plainfield in 4A. Kokomo and Northridge Mm -hmm. uh, lost in 3A only. West Lafayette lost in 2A. Lures, Eastbrook, and Cecina losers. And in 2A, Sheridan, Knightstown. And finally, uh, when it's all said and done, that's only 12 teams losing. So the ranking uh, crews are getting it right and I think at this stage I think uh, when you look at the big picture of uh, Indiana high school football I like what we're seeing I think when you look at the fact that we've had 20 teams finish the regular season unbeaten 
27 teams in the Hoosier State have only one loss, we're going to have some really good teams. And I'm going to go on the limb tonight mm-hmm. on the big show, and I'm going to predict Careful. at least three <laughs> of the state champions. You've teased me. Everyone's teased out there, so we're anticipating just exactly who those three will be. Can I cheat and say that Lutheran in single A, is that, I'm sorry to steal your thunder, but can I do that? Is that you, all right? You certainly can. They will win the 1H state championship. I'm going to go so far as saying that Chittard will win in 3A and East Central win, will win in 4A. Uh, those are, and once again, I'm not a betting man. I'm just saying this for giggles. Right. Uh, I really believe those three teams have separated themselves significantly from the rest of the field right. in their respective right. classes. Now, what we saw last night with, with uh, Center Grove's win against Cathedral, I talked to Billy Peebles today, the coach at Cathedral. He thinks that, hey, if he can get his defensive secondary to tighten some things up, you know, maybe they've got a chance, but they're going to have a tough road to hoe. And you look at in 6A, you've got only two teams in, in that grouping that are they're unbeaten. And you look mm-hmm. at Crown Point, which is coming from the north, Brownsburg, which is coming from the south. But you know as well as I do that no one in their right mind would ever bet against the Center Grove Trojans based upon their their resume. And uh, regardless of what you think of them, right. you can probably say that you know they are the potential to match that great Warren group just a decade and a half or so ago that went uh, four straight times to the state championship and won four straight championships. But 5A, I think we're going to see a wide-open tournament series. And I think that two-way tournament series is going to be kind of wide open there. No one has really kind of separated themselves. So right. that's just the old ball guys think and, uh, as he's hitting the home stretch here. Think of it just realistically and statistically without any emotion. Uh, Lutheran has won three in a row. Um, still haven't lost a game in forever, it seems like. Uh, East Central had a great run, won a championship a year ago, uh, have had no problem in dispensing with most of the people on their schedule. Um, uh, Shatard, I think, is a, 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 an easy pick, too, in the sense that they play a great schedule. They're playing well. They're ranked number one. Um, they're, they're stung from the fact they didn't make it into the championship a year ago. So, yeah, and, and I think you're, we said all along there was great balance in, in these classes, and I think that's still true in 5A, 6A and 5A. I, 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 really, think, I really think it is, quite frankly. I think if you look at 5A, and I think 5A is a good place as a as an argument point. You know, the question is: Is Bloomington North? They, you know, obviously, congratulations to Coach Bless. They're the only team in in in, in all 5A to be in a position where they ran the table and and, and won all nine games. But you know, their one loss or their one close game was to third-ranked Bloomington South, and that was a one of those old-fashioned slobber knockers between two teams that live across town. Anything can happen there. We know that Fort Wayne, North, uh, Fort Wayne Snyder on any given night can beat anybody in any class. If they can put it all together, they can be a terrific football team. And you, know, you never know who's coming out of the region. We saw Valpo do that last year. Valpo won the state championship with wins against Maryville and Snyder, and then finally against Whiteland in the state championship game. But you never know who's going to come out of there. Five A is up for right. grabs. I just right. think that you can't you can't make the legitimate argue anything else about that. And then when you look, and then when you look at two A, okay, you've got a whole bunch of teams there with one loss. The question is, you know, how strong was your regular season schedule? You look at Lafayette Central Catholic all the way down at number nine. Well, there are three losses. 
losses are to, to three teams that are, you know, in, in Class 3, all ranked in the top ten, Linton Stockton you, and Triton Central. I think uh, Jay Stuckey right now, the, the kid at Triton Central, is on the cover of our Indiana Football Digest. I think you can make the strong argument that mm-hmm. he's the best football player in the Indiana right now. He is just doing everything. He could be a legitimate. Right. I mean, if he lived in Indianapolis proper, he would be the leading candidate for Mr. Football. But the question is, is are you know are people going to going to vote and say, hey, listen, a two way kid from Triton Central High School is going to be in a position to win Mr. Football? Maybe, maybe yes, maybe no. But you know, two A is wide open uh, because nobody has really proven themselves. You know, you look at Lures at number five; they lost this last week to Homestead, but they played in that brutal Summit Athletic Conference. Brownstown Central next week. It sounds like uh, if everything goes well for Reed May and company, they're going to he's going to win his uh, 300th game, and then Linton Stockton right. has played well in the top spot. So it's going to be an interesting two-way tournament series. And I'm just kind of kind of just playing through the numbers. Brownsburg, obviously in 6A, is certainly playing great football right now at the, at the most important time. But the question that 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 I just keep going through my mind's eye is thinking: Can anybody beat? Eric Moore, Center Grove Trojans. If you have to, if they play their best football for four quarters, can anybody beat them? I just don't know if anybody can. You know, it's been amazing that they they continue even with the schedule they've played and being on the road Absolutely. and playing. To, you know, I mean, all the things they've done. They started out I, not really slowly, but they have just they have gotten better. And I look at the teams they've played on the road, and I look at the teams they've beaten. And uh, that's that's convincing to me. Yeah, there, there's no question about it. And they think about the first Indiana team that they played, which was on September 22nd on the road at Lawrence Central, and they beat them 31 to seven. And what did Lawrence Central do last night? They beat Carmel last night for the first time. Coach, are you ready for this? I'm I'm trying since, to be. Yeah. Since when? Are you ready? Long Drum time, roll, please. Drum roll. Oh, got it. Okay. okay. I, I tell you what, you can't, you can't. I'm not hearing the drum roll there, Coach. Come on. Okay. <laughs> there right, it is. I'm trying my best. First time since Paul Condry was a senior in high school, 1974. Oh, Come on. Man. And so, what a great win last night okay. for Lawrence Central. I mean, just tremendous. I mean, great win. It, it really, really was. Yeah. And, you know, once again, everybody will say, well, you know, karma's a little right. down, blah, blah, blah. But the reality of it is give give Will's kids a lot of credit. That's a great win okay. for them last night. So it, hey, Paul. that's what makes high school okay. football so much fun. Perfect. I'm sorry to interrupt. we got to go to a scoreboard update, okay? Paul Condry and I will come back, talk more high school football on Indiana Sports. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. College football recap from today. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish pick up a win over the USC Trojans, a good win on the resume for Marcus Freeman in his second year at the helm of 
Notre Dame, 48-20 was the final score. Sam Hartman, 126 yards through the air, only attempted 20 passes. Audric Estime, 95 yards on the ground and two rushing scores. The Trojans, led by Caleb Williams, 199 yards passing and touchdown three interceptions it's worth noting usc had 14 possessions three punts in total the other 11 either turnover turnover on downs or a touchdown in total between the three interceptions two fumbles and two turnover on downs they technically turned it over seven times the defense for notre dame was flying all over the football field. They had a defensive score, and Notre Dame also received a kickoff return for a touchdown. 48-20 final score. Notre Dame will welcome Pitt to Notre Dame Stadium, 3.30 Eastern kick time next Saturday. The Indiana Hoosiers, they displaced both of their quarterbacks, or they utilized both their quarterbacks, I should say, and Taven Jackson and Brendan Soresby, the two redshirt freshmen. They combined to go 13 of 28 for 96 yards and two interceptions both of those interceptions coming from Taven Jackson Brendan Sorsby did also fumble the football twice he did lose one Taven Jackson also had a fumble as well Indiana started off hot they had a lead after first quarter seven nothing but they fall 52 to seven homecoming next week for IU against Rutgers and Purdue falls to Ohio State 41 to seven bye week next week for the Boilers welcome back everyone I'm Bob Lovell this is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network and Paul Condry and I resume our conversation talking about high school football okay week nine great games we've already you've already kind of gone out on a limb talked about champions it starts friday night around the state i'm not sure what the weather is but you and i had a chance to do this uh last sunday and the pairing show uh so let's talk about big matchups as we do big matchups on this first round for everyone except 5a and 6a obviously so one through four tell me about the big matchups on friday night First of all, let's, let's qualify this. And I think you mentioned this last night on the back end of the, the big show. You talked about things that you and I have talked about for the last 30 years that if you, can, if you are in class one through 4A, if you win the sectional championship, you have put yourself above, and above everybody in winning the toughest trophy in all of IHSA sports because you've got to, you've got to win three games in three weeks. I mean, that, first of all, that in itself, you talk about weather, sure. you talk about grades, you could talk about uh, all kinds of situations, you talk about injuries, this, that, and the other, all kinds of different uh, fields that you're going to have to play. Some teams may have to play on grass for the first time. Some teams may have to play on field turf for the first time. So let's face it, for the teams that right. are going to be playing starting on Friday, they're, they're in, a, in an opportunity to win the toughest trophy in all of IHSA sports. So I'm going to qualify my remarks by saying, uh, Matt Cops, you know, each week we do a special f- feature for uh, Colts.com. Right. And our top games for this week, Hobart at New Prairie. It's not because Paul Condry's a Hobart grab, but I'm going to say right now, <laughs> right. Hobart at New but Prairie it is going to be a great <laughs> football game. Both teams have had very, well, very yeah. good years. And at AMC Miller Field, I just hope there's a seat for me in the press box when I broadcast the game on Friday, but that's going to be a good one. you got two teams that offensively like to push it up and down the field. And then you got another game out at New Haven. East Noble is on the road at New Haven. It's going to be a tremendous football game. And another game I really am intrigued about is Pendleton Heights 
It's going to be matched up against Greenfield Central. Greenfield Central has had a really good year at 8-1, and one, and this Pendleton Heights team is coming in at 7-2. That's going to be a really attractive matchup in Class 4A. Now moving over to 3A, we're going to find out how really good the Vikings of Tippecanoe Valley are because they're going to have to go down and take on Robbie Doyle's Chittard team. I really believe Chittard right. is, is, a, is the creme de la creme in 3A. Now in the, in the central part of the state, Really attractive matchup between uh, Danville and Tri-West. Tri-West, of course, uh, Jason Ward's done a formidable job. His group, the only loss of the season was the week two against a really uh, talented uh, Brebuff team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danville's coming on. Now, Garen Catholic is going to be on the road at Peru. Peru has had the best, has had the best record. Uh, in eons, and the question is, how good are they? We'll find out how the Bengal Tigers is they're going to be matched right. up against Garen Catholic. Lawrence Central at Centerville. Another another one of those matchups is well, Centerville under the uh, the under the direction of Ryan Cole has done a great job. But the question is, is the Centerville schedule that they're playing, is it going to match up with the with the schedule that Lawrenceburg is playing? And, and I just got to think, just off the top of my uh, the ball cranium right. here, Coach, that this, that Centerville schedule, because if you look at up and down the line, Centerville being 3A, the, they have not played a team in 3A all year. All the teams they've beaten on their schedule are both 1A and 2A. Right. So this right. is going to be really interesting. In the Class 2A, Bluffton and Alexandria, once again, two teams we're not sure about. But what's interesting is in 2A has to be the matchup between Indianapolis, Cena Memorial, and, of course, Brownstown Central. Now, you ask, well, why is that such a big game? But what, what really matters here is Reed May, who's in the Indiana Football Hall of Fame, is going mm-hmm. for his 300th career win. Wow. <laughs> wow. There are only 12 coaches yeah. in Indiana right. football history who have been in that situation. And so Reed's going on for number 300 against a really, really competitive Cecina Memorial team. And then finally in, in 1A, I just love this matchup here between the teams up in Adams County. South Adams at Adams Central. Adams Central, if they're going to have a hiccup, if you will, in route to the state championship, it will right. be South Adams. And then finally, the Battle of Decatur. South Decatur, North Decatur. I tell you what, oh, I yeah. think this yeah. is going to be a great matchup. So those are some of the games that we're going to be keeping an eye on. I think we're going to have a great first round. And, of course, you know, some teams are getting some buys. And, of course, it really starts for the big schools the following week. But I think uh, in most of the coaches that I've talked to today, as well as throughout the course of the week, they're going to play uh, things close to the vest. They're going to try to keep things as normal for the 5A in school and the 6A teams. They're going to give some guys some time off, hope everybody get uh, a little bit more healthy. But it's going to be a great start to the 51st annual IHSA football tournament series next Friday night. Paul, when you look uh, at the regular season, obviously just ending, uh, who were some of the surprise teams that that, uh, surpassed yours, mine, and other people's expectations for what they might be able to do? Well, I think you have to look at, uh, you know, teams were – you know, a new coach comes in and changes the culture. 
those type of situations, and I think right. those are those are those are things that kind of jump off the page at me. And or you have a veteran coach who's doing some special things, and I think some of those things. And I mean, I think a case in point is you've got some veteran coaches really kind of turning things on, but guys are turning the programs around. And I mentioned Centerville's Ryan Cole's one, you know, right. Spring Valley. Right. Jason Lowe has done a great job. That program was really in a bad place situation, but already his his kids go eight and one uh, last this this season. I think that's a really neat, you know, John Kirshner, what he's done at Hamilton High. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you can talk about that one. Uh, not only did they beat West Lafayette uh, on the road last night, but they're off to the best start since 2010. I think that you can make the argument that there that he's done a great job. But I, I think there are there are teams around the the state who are kind of playing true to form. But there are some veteran coaches that are really getting their guys to play at the highest level. Boone Grove, I know that they are, they're excited. They played in their first home game in the history of their program. They've been mm. playing football since 2011. They just built a brand-new right. field, and they were able to do that last night. And they're having a great start under Dan Kukalski, and they're, they're having a – I think they were 7-2, I think, uh, coming into the, the, the playoffs. And then, of course, you have some veterans guys, you know, Russ Racky and Bart Curtis. Those guys continue to win games. And, sure. Uh, it's, it's been an exciting year for those kind of situations as they kind of play it off. Right? I think another story – Providence, Danny uh, McDonald, uh, they're 9-0 for the first time since 1983. Mm-hmm. So there's been some neat, uh, neat stories around Indiana high school football. Paul Condry, it's been a joy. You make, uh, you, you make my weekend, you know that. It's been great to talk to you last night and tonight. Paul Condry will join us next Friday night and talk some more football. Paul, have a great weekend. Thanks so much. Great to be with you, Coach. Thanks for everything. Thanks a lot, Paul. Paul Condry, as always, tremendous job. Coming up Friday night, high school football sectionals begin. It will be a lot of fun. Make sure you get out, have some fun, support uh, the young men in your community, do it the right way. Sportsmanship is a big, big factor in all of these things. So it's been a great regular season. Uh, I'm absolutely certain that – the postseason will be equally uh, exciting as we culminate the championship run at Lucas Oil Stadium over the uh, Thanksgiving holidays. We still have a lot of football to talk about on the show. Stay with us. Uh, we're going to continue to talk about uh, college football. Notre Dame with a win. Lynn Clark will call us later on. We'll also talk some small college football. We're talking about the University of Indianapolis. And so... Lots of football to go. Once again, it's been a busy, busy weekend, and uh, it's it's fun. We're creeping toward the basketball season, but we got a whole lot of football to play. Colts in action tomorrow in Jacksonville. I'm sure you want to watch that. It's a 1 o'clock start. Scoreboard update. Last one of the night with Network Indiana's Eddie Garrison. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, 
and everything in between. Final scoreboard update of the night. So let's preview what's going on in tomorrow's action in the NFL. The Indianapolis Colts are taking a trip down south to Jacksonville with first place of the AAC South on the line. Jacksonville is a four-point favorite according to various sports books. Jacksonville will be without wide receiver Zane Jones and offensive tackle Walker Little. Devin Lloyd, a linebacker, is questionable on the Jaguars' side of things. For Indianapolis, they ruled out Braden Smith, who's dealing with three different injuries. That means Blake Freeland, who got the start at left tackle last week with Bernard Ryman out. He will swing over and start at right tackle tomorrow afternoon. Ryan Kelly is questionable, but the expectation is that the Colts' former Pro Bowl center will play. Anthony Richardson was placed on injured reserve with a shoulder injury earlier this week. Kickoff at 1 o'clock on CBS. The Chicago Bears, they're 1-4, but they're coming off a promising Thursday night victory over the Washington Commanders, a 40-20 win, so they've had extended days off as they will take on the Minnesota Vikings, who are also 1-4. This is at Soldier Field. It's a big week for Minnesota. They lost Justin Jefferson last week. He exited their Lost to Kansas City with a hamstring injury. He was placed on injury reserve, so they'll rely on K.J. Osborne and Jordan Addison to step up in his absence. Kickoff at 1 o'clock on Fox Eastern between the Bears and the Vikings. Major League Baseball playoffs. The ALCS starts tomorrow evening, 8-15, first pitch on Fox. Jordan Montgomery will get the start for the Texas Rangers, and Justin Furlander will get the start for the Houston Astros. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk College Football Today. The University of Indianapolis beats Truman State on the road, 38-17, the final for the nationally ranked Greyhounds from WICR. Caden Colford had the call in this game. Caden, thanks for the call. Long trip. Uh, understand uh, some bus problems on the way back, but... Hounds with a big win, very important win with some postseason implications here. Definitely. You mentioned the bus problems. Those are always a little bit easier to go through after a win. After a loss, that would have been yeah. a nightmare. 38-17, yeah. you said it. Two nationally ranked teams, UND 13, Truman 19. So when you look at that playoff picture, like you said, whoever won this game pretty much had a guaranteed, um, not exactly a walk, but, hey, a little jog to the playoff picture, and they did it in pretty nice fashion, i got to say. Offensively, they were, uh, they were tremendous today. You know, actually looking at their stats, 313 total yards for them is actually not their best game. They're averaging over 400 right. yards of total offense, and their, their QB1, Gavin Souk of the sophomore transfer, he had three touchdowns today, an interception, 212 yards, and I, I'd say that he underperformed. Honestly, to his own standard, this guy's a dog. He's gone out week in, week out, putting on a clinic. And this guy, I, I like to describe him as a heart attack in a bottle. Just the way he scrambles. He's, he's 15, 20 right. yards behind the line of scrimmage sometimes. And I know for the coach, I've heard him talk about it. They don't love it, but it's just the way that some guys play, you know Yeah, some guys do play that way. So they um... – Still have football to play. I mean, it's a big win, a long trip, but they still have a couple of games left, uh, right, uh, before there's still football to be played. So they got to continue to play at this high level to guarantee themselves the spot in the playoffs. 
Yeah, this was their game. You know, every team has that game on the schedule that, that they circle sure. and say, we got to win that one. I think that was true. And next week they play a solid Quincy team. Then Upper Iowa, McKendree, and Southwest Baptist to round out the season. But today was one of those games where you just have to do the small things right. So you just had to do the little things. You had to win on special teams. You had to win the turnover battle, and that's exactly what they did. Play the game has to go to two players, Aaron Barnett and Landry Mavungu. Aaron Barnett blocked the field goal. Mavungu picked it up, and he took it for six. And that is really what broke the gridlock in the second half, getting the Hounds going. I think that's what won the game. Caden Colford. Great job from WICR, University of Indianapolis, beats Truman State 38-17. Both teams ranked in the top 20. Big win for the Hounds. Caden, thanks so much. Enjoy the trip back home, but I appreciate the call. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Thank you. College football today. Notre Dame with a very impressive win over Southern Cal. 48-20 the final in that one. That's that's an impressive, impressive uh, win without question. We'll talk about that uh, in a minute. Lynn Clark will join us and we'll talk about the Irish um, holding a, a very uh, prolific offensive unit from Southern Cal to 20 uh, and, and really getting out there early in that first half with some uh, interceptions on Caleb Miller, Heisman's candidate. Uh, they picked him off. Uh, made life tough for him. So um, we'll talk about that. Is Lynn with us? Dr. Lynn Clark, what a great win for the Irish today. Well, turnovers will be the storyline of the 94th meeting between Notre Dame and USC. As you mentioned, turnovers, the big difference in Xavier Watts with a career night, two interceptions. He forced a fumble. He also recovered a fumble and ran it back to the house. 48-20, Notre Dame brings the shillelagh back home to South Bend. All right, this is bad radio, but I need you to hang on, okay? I need you to hang on for a couple of seconds. We'll come back, talk more football with Lynn Clark on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. Let's talk Notre Dame football. Dr. Lynn Clark rejoins us. Lynn, you mentioned defense, the big story of the day, but it's also good to see uh, that ground game offensively get untracked and make some uh, progress today. Well, a total team effort, but turnovers is the storyline of the 94th meeting between Notre Dame and USC. Five USC turnovers, three interceptions thrown by Trojan quarterback Caleb Williams, Xavier Watts, Two of those interceptions picking him off. He also stripped the ball uh, for a fumble for recovery and uh, recovered a fumble and ran it into the end zone for a touchdown. So the defense really shined tonight in that 48-20 win by Notre Dame over number 10 USC. I think it's a big a big win for them uh, emotionally because listen, you know there there are doubters. People are uh, having uh, questions about this group, and I think they're they're doubting themselves in many respects. But this is an extremely important win for them for a, a number of reasons, and um, you know the other part of it too is get a chance to take a weekend off next week. Exactly, and this was a pivotal game for Notre Dame. This was a game that I think really defined the tenure of Marcus Freeman. This program could have taken a major step backwards if they did not perform well against one of the top scoring teams in the country. Right. But it was a great week of practice. They were prepared, and they just uh, – 
took what the defense gave him, took some advantages of the turnovers, and it was a total team effort. And more importantly, Bob, going into that bye week, it instilled some confidence that was kind of shaken after that loss down at Louisville last week. No, I couldn't agree more. I think you're uh, you're spot on, and you know, get get some uh, minds and some bodies healed up a little bit, and come out, it, and uh, you take on Pitt in your next home game. So you know, this this is this is big. I think for um, the reasons you uh, enumerated, but I also think more than anything is you feel good about yourselves. You, you beat a good team. I mean, you beat a quality team at your place, and so there's a, a lot to be happy about today and a chance for the team to recover from some nagging injuries you can tell that the players were a little bit tired some of the nagging injuries but now with that week off just a chance to take a breath and then focus on the latter half of the of the season and that's going to be very important Pitt, a very good team knocked off louisville today you can't take Pitt likely but it's always great coming out of by going into a home game and then really playing for pride as you mentioned last week but also playing for a top tier bowl game with the irish only losing two games so far He's Dr. Lynn Clark from Irish 101. The Irish are winners today in impressive fashion uh, over Southern Cal, 48-20. Lynn, thank you. Have a great weekend. I'll I'll enjoy the bye week too, Bob. (laughs) Okay, thanks so much. What a great night. What a great weekend. Lots of football, really exciting football. Speaking of excitement, it's starting to build. Sectionals begin on Friday. Make sure you join us. It's always a fun, fun night when we get to uh, the beginning of uh, sectionals. Great job, as always, by Nathaniel Finch and Eddie Garrison. Can't do it without the great stations around the state that bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night. And for 30 years, you've made us the most listened to sports talk show in our state's history. It is the history-making, legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.